bikes are fast and your comments are absolutely 100% ridiculous. Thank you all for being here. I love you guys so much. Carlos uh, Aranda from Baja. That's awesome. Um, right on, dude. And Klinger, love the fact that you're from Colorado. <laughs> uh, and uh, same here. Well, not really. I'm from Oklahoma. Been living a, here. Quick little story time. If anybody doesn't know, born and raised in Oklahoma City. Moved to Colorado in 1994 when I graduated from high school. Went to college at CSU and never left. So, um, uh, <clears throat> oh, Garrett Anderson, great question. Garrett says, when are you taking Zach racing? So <sighs> that was supposed to be the gold rush. Um, it was a mandatory race <laughs> weekend and all this stuff. Uh, and I was going to make him go and he was going and all that stuff. But then, um, he got so that he and Leandra bought a new house and he's just super stressing out, and he was stressing about the not the racing part, but like going and being gone and all this stuff. So uh, it's funny he was not saying a word about it. He wasn't saying boo about any of it. He was just gonna come. But Leandra let me in on the fact that he was like really, really stressing out about it, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> the last thing I want is for this to be a super, super stressful thing. I want it to be fun. Um, so, I, so I let him off the hook. So he's not coming, but hopefully soon. Uh, Rod S., also born in OKC. That's awesome. Um, Dave Kessler, great question about what's going on with TBT. Actually going to be talking to Mr. Travis Flateau today about that. We are moving forward. It's happening. Like um, I don't know exactly when, but it's it's very close at this point. Um, we've actually made plans on time, so it's going to happen. Um, Ronnie Nelson, Dallas, Texas, right on. Um, Bruce Kennedy. Uh, Let me make sure I missed, didn't miss anything. Okay. Bruce Kennedy, question. We are about to park the bikes for the winter. Oil change now or in the spring? Now uh, is my official um, winter rising whatever thing. Um, I like to... <coughs> Part the bike with fresh oil. Um, here, we'll go over a quick, just the quick winterization things that I like to do. Um, fresh oil, full service. Like, go through the whole thing, full service, grease, everything. I mean, go through everything tip to tail. Make sure it's all good. Uh, and then as far as, like, if you have a carburetor, I like to um, drain the float bowl uh, and get all the gas out of that. But then I fill the tank all the way up so there's no room for condensation to build up in there and then put a little bit of i like the helix stabilizer stuff honestly it seems like it's the best um i put that in there uh and then uh park it some guys will fog a motor i don't see the need for that on a dirt bike especially if it's inside uh like a garage or something like that um snowmobiles we always fog the motors because they sat way longer and then they sat out in the really hot of the summer um and so they build up condensation in the motor so um the uh garrett anderson when is mrs zach racing that who knows she doesn't even have a dirt bike yet so <laughs> um so yeah there you go bruce uh and then yeah keith mcqueen obviously non-ethanol um even non-ethanol though will go bad over time uh, it just takes a lot longer but yeah if you can obviously put non-ethanol um brady matter you should buy all my tbt and suspension stuff <laughs> Brady, well, no, yeah, and then you should move to Colorado and and work for me, and that'd be awesome. Um, 
Dave Kessler, I like your answer the best. I don't winterize anymore. I just go in some place where I can keep writing. Uh, and that uh, actually is definitely my best suggestion. My number one first suggestion to people who ask about winterizing bikes is I tell them, don't winterize your bike. Just keep riding it. So that's the best thing you can do. Um, uh, uh, Bruce Kennedy, I thought needed for a full tank was when we had metal tanks. Uh, so Phil, yeah, so obviously it was way more of a deal with metal tanks because you didn't want them to rust because that's no good. Um, that's like way worse. But the reason they would rust is because there would be condensation in there building up and then that leaves water in the gas. So that happens still with plastic <clears throat> and you end up with water in the gas. It doesn't do the damage that um, that the, the rusting of metal does, but it does you know, ends up with water in your gas and you got it anyway, whatever. So yeah, I like to keep it out. Uh, Keith McQueen, grip studs. Absolutely. hundred percent. I love grip studs. Um, I need to actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I need to chain, take my grip studs out of the tires that they're in and put them into a better set of tires. Um, there we go. A bike vault. I use Gaia GPS on a phone until today. I looped out and smashed the phone. What GPS do you recommend? Um, Jeff, I've, so I'm really sorry for your phone loss because they're crazy expensive and it's really annoying. Um, but, uh, you experienced why I don't run a phone on my handlebars ever. Um, because I'm not in enough control. Ha! But uh, to do that, the thing, and Dave Kessler says anyone but a phone, but the thing, I mean, the nice thing is on the phone is you get this nice big screen. It's really nice and whatever. Um, but so, uh, Jeff, what I use is a little Garmin E-Trex 22X. Let me grab it. It's sitting right over here. Hang on. Boom. There it is. Um, it's super durable. Uh, it can take a chip, you know, a micro SD card, all that stuff. Uh, really hard to break waterproof, blah, 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 all that stuff. And so that's what I use when I need a GPS. So if I want to have something on the bars, I'm looking at to follow. That's what I use. I use the Rost off-road mount for it and it's burly. And then I use that onto a dash, uh, what is it? Mako 360, the XC gear dashboard. And then the Ross is bolted to that. Anyway, really, really compact, really, really strong, really, really durable. Um, the screen sucks like any GPS. Uh, I think the new um, Trail Tech Voyager Pro is has a nice screen where you can see more detail and stuff like that. But again, it I would worry about blowing it up. Uh, Bike Vault, can E-Trex use GPX files? Yes. 100 percent uh it's yeah it's a garmin and garmin is gpx is a garmin uh platform i think um so that thing ha has been awesome uh like i said i still carry my phone it just lives in my vest out of the way tucked away safe and sound and then i use it if i need to like zoom in get close and like see something and like make a decision on something um but the, G, the Garmin is just for following the line. So it's awesome. Um, if you're in control, you aren't going fast enough. Yes, Mario Andretti. <laughs> um, ooh, Keith McQueen. All right. I'm interested in seeing a video of the grip stud swap. That would be good. I will do that. 
Um, cause it's a, th it's a heck of a thing, honestly, it's not easy. Um, so yeah, for sure. Uh, Kim Jackson, is there a right wrong direction to mount the top clamp of the Mako 360? The directions are not specific on that, but it is the shark on the shark bite. It appears to me that it can go either way. What do I say? Uh, yeah, Kim, you can put them in either direction. The black part, not the, the shark bite part, but the black part can go either way. Um, and I, so I always put it where the, the little red thing that says Mako 360 is like pointing out in a way, like so people can read it coming at you. And then the words are uh, so, but they do, that does not matter. Um, let's see. How do you download to your Etrex, Chris Kinberg? Great question. I use, um, actually, I don't even use Garmin Basecamp. I just use uh, <clears throat> the Finder on my, I use Apple stuff. And so the Finder is like, whatever. Anyway, I pull it up. When I plug the Garmin in, it shows it as a disc. <clears throat> and then uh, I grab the GPX files and put them into the GPX folder on the disc and it's on there uh, also it works well with um, onyx because i use onyx on my phone and onyx on my computer to like lay out routes and things like that and then i can upload them to that it's pretty cool um oh there's stuff ruin i don't know who that is but i destroyed your voyager pro in a loop out yeah that's the thing um and shame mcnab i 100 agree it's good to get lost every now and then um <laughs> thing about gps even if you're lost you know where you are um yeah. kevin o'laughlin thank you it hits the like button yeah guys if you're watching having fun back out of the chat hit the like button come back in we very much appreciate it here at highland cycles um let's see uh bruce kennedy gps verifies i'm really lost hey tony andrews what's happening um, Brady Metter, don't loop out. That's a good, good <laughs> suggestion. Um, yeah, so, anyway, I don't run a GPS much. Really, the mo like, the times I run it are, like, the death march. Like, when I lay out a big loop and I want to make sure I follow it right, I'll run it. Uh, also, if I'm going to go out into the world and try to lay out a big loop that I want to share with people, I'll run the actual GPS and not just my phone because it's a little more accurate as far as, like, points. So, um, uh, ooh, Jeff Elmore, Moto Minda makes a burly enclosure for the Voyager Pro. That is good to know. <clears throat> and the Voyager Pro is bad to the bone. It's, a, it's really nice. Um, I just like this because uh, the whole thing comes off of my bike in... 20 seconds there's two bolts that hold the dash onto the mako 360 and you know i just tighten those down put this in its cradle go off and it's gone because i don't i really don't run with the gps very often um all right i got a couple questions from the interwebs chris kenberg continued question besides the xr650 and the dr what adv type or dual sport bikes would you choose that is on the cheaper side? Looking for electric start kickstand already on the bike. Um, man, you guys chime in. I, <clears throat> for for inexpensive, I mean, I, I guess you could say KLR, but I'm just not a fan. Sorry, everybody who likes KLRs. But they are a thing, and there's tons of them out there, and you can buy them pretty cheap. So KLR would be another one. Um, 
I yeah, I don't know. For I'm, I'm trying in my mind because I'm you know the Tenere seven hundred is a brilliant one, KTM six ninety is a good one, but those are not cheap. Uh, Biker Sasquatch, I already said XR six fifty L to him last week, and that's why he said besides the XR six fifty and DR. So there you go, Michael Webster DRZ four hundred. Um, yeah, that would be another good one uh, for Chris. The reason I personally don't launch into the DRZ four hundred world is that they uh it's a small motor and if you're going down highways for much time at all you can blow those suckers up and i maybe i know a lot of guys have had a lot of luck <clears throat> but i have seen plenty of blown up drz 400s um, because people over rev them because they're trying to keep up with their buddies on big ones <clears throat> trying to stay away from pumpkins i know kinberg buy a 650l Buy the XR650L <laughs> or the DR650, like Kevin O'Loughlin just reiterated. Um, the uh, Biker Squash, yeah, Honda CBX. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Six-cylinder. That would be so awesome. Oh, so good. Hey, Ed Diggin, what's happening? So, yeah, man, uh, DRZ would be good. WR, someone mentioned WR's rod. Uh, WR's are good. Um, the... Uh, WRs are brilliant, but they again they're a small motor, and they, uh, I don't know, they're just not good for the road. They're better than the DRZ, but uh, Rod asked the new 300L from Honda. Yeah, there you go. Again, tiny motor. I w really don't think I'd want to go very far on pavement with it. And for me, like that ADV bike uh, category, um, I want to be able to bang down the highway for a while uh to get out so um uh, chris around town bike for now so yeah i still do just buy an xr 650 dl they're not easy to find necessarily but just do that um kevin o'laughlin says a 300 l from honda is actually pretty impressive that's cool um <clears throat> so yeah i mean that's the other thing chris you buy something like that whatever that'd be awesome uh Kessler, yeah, he's trying to stay. Dave says a bunch of KTM's and said he's trying to stay away from the KTM uh, world and the money. I get it. Oh, Ronnie Nelson, CRF four fifty RL is rad, and those are rad. Uh, Shane McNabb has a DR six fifty, loves it. I think those are great bikes. And you guys have to understand, I am generally not a fan of. Uh, Suzuki, just in general, I'm not a Suzuki guy, but uh, the DR650 is a really, really good bike. Uh, Jeff Greenwood, Bike Vault, has a question. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> I just changed the rear wheel bearings on my 300. The bearing was only changed six weeks ago. This time I noticed this. I fitted the side with the circlip, put the spacer in, flipped the tire over, and put the lube in, or put the tube in. I used a 32 millimeter socket to tap the bearing home. I noticed when the center part of the bearing hit the tube, the outer part, oh, still a little, a little further. I think this will put sideways pressure on. The, okay, so Jeff, there's a spacer in the new wheels that you need to put in there. Um, that is your problem. There's like a, it's like a, it's like a rubberish spacer, Jeff that is somewhere on the floor in your garage or in the trash. Um, that is your problem. And we talked about this last week, didn't we? I feel like we did. Anyway, there we go. No pro heroes. It's called a distance ring. 
that's a great way of saying spacer. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a there's this thing in there that needs to go in there um, <clears throat> that you are missing, and that is cause, and it will you will have problems with that wheel bearing uh, for sure. The um, so yeah, that's a bummer. I don't know how hard or easy that's going to be to get in Thailand, but you're going to have to find that somewhere online probably and and get that because, I mean, dealerships aren't probably going to stock that thing. Um, yeah, Bruce Kennedy, thank you. Why would they have a distance ring? I have no freaking clue. Anyone who can answer that question that actually makes sense, I'll give you a high five and a fist bump. Like, it makes... <laughs> no pro here has destroyed his. Yeah, I've actually destroyed a couple um, myself, and I've reinstalled. Anyway, whatever. Um, the uh, yeah, it's probably an engineer mistake. Says no pro. Shame McNabb make one for sure. I what they ought to do. Someone. Ooh, maybe that's a thing. Should just make one out of metal because the the dumb uh, one that comes in there is like this rubber. It's almost like a seal material. It's a little denser, but anyway. Uh, you know, you try to drive it out and anyway, you generally mess it up. It's, and then it sticks to the bearing a lot. That's what happens to customers that bring them in. They stick to the bearing. It sucks. Um, Brady <laughs> to take up the distance. Shut up, Brady matter. Of course that's what it's for, but it doesn't need to be in there. Um, and I don't know if it's the, the tube was too long. I don't know. It's, it's probably cause they built a whole bunch of tubes too long <laughs> so i but the pro so yeah yeah i think the problem is if you cut the tube down then the spacers are too it's the whole thing is silly um so I, now i'm trying to figure out a way to fix that whole situation i have to figure that out um i mean obviously it's not that hard build you could just build a shorter tube and a little bit longer spacer on one side and then that would solve the problem you could get rid of it um uh yeah bruce kennedy it it totally <clears throat> jacks the whole thing up because well so it, what it does is when you it the as you put the axle in and you tighten everything down it just pushes on the inner race right um but the bearing if well yeah so the bearing isn't home so it's not getting even pressure on the inner and outer race and it's just a nightmare um kelly pate i will definitely i'm gonna do that gonna do that and i think i want to say one of the bearing companies comes with that thing i forget which one it's not one of the good ones but um yeah anyway Jeff, I'm so glad you texted that question because, um, yeah, that's a thing that people don't, um, yeah, they don't think about, don't know. So, Jeff, sorry for your loss <laughs> on wheel bearings. Um, but, yeah, make sure you get that distance ring. I seriously, that is the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, let's see. I think I had, I thought I had a question... Well, maybe not. It's just no pro saying that he sets his clock only one day a week. So thanks, no pro. Thanks, Wes. Um, anyway, uh, what are the questions? How are the supply chain in issues impacting you? Getting harder to find parts, or is it still about the same? Um, Chris, it's 
it's about I would say it's about the same with most things. Um, some things are ridiculous. I'm currently waiting on a right side bearing or left side, I forget. Anyway, right or left side main bearing for my personal 300 um, that is not here. And it's keeping me from rebuilding my 300, which is super annoying because uh, it's time. I mean, it's, everything's fine. It's working great, running great. But I I feel like it's a ticking time bomb with as many hours that are on it uh, and as much punishment I've put on it. So um, <clears throat> I have literally every other part gaskets bearings blah 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 the whole thing and it isn't anyway whatever so um super annoying but um i uh yeah so that kind of stuff and that's from austria that's an oem ktm bearing so yeah but then there's other things that show right up so my helmet that's an unfortunate thing um the new one that i ordered is not here and probably won't be here for quite a while uh, which is okay because I have the one that I usually wear for filming and just trail riding. So that's fine. And it's still safe and all that. Um, but it is a bummer because I would like to have my fancy one. Um, let's see. <laughs> Brady Metter there going the distance. He's going for speed. Um, let's see. Um... The, okay, you guys are hilarious talking about cake. By the way, I know that song because, well, I know that song because I know that song, but then also Zach Sheets is a big fan of cake. Um, uh, OEM parts are paying the butt for older bikes. Well, yeah, for some older bikes, but then like uh, a KLR, I bought, I got all the OEM carb parts. The guy had broken the inlet, the fuel inlet and all that stuff. I got that like, no problem. Um uh, Bruce Kennedy, I'm finding that vendors will not bother with backorder processing. Yeah, that, I fortunately have not had that issue in our industry so far. They're doing, uh, just fine on backorder processing, but what's not fine, let me just a quick little complaint about, uh, Tucker Rocky and Western Power Sports. Parts Unlimited actually doesn't do this. I don't deal too much with them, but, um... When I back order something from one of those two companies, gets put on back order, whatever, I have to go check. Well, actually, so my Tucker Rocky rep will go check every morning on all his customers, their back orders, and see if any are released and release them. But if he doesn't do that and I don't check on it, it can get snapped up and sent away to someone else who is further down the line than me because they noticed it and put it in their cart. That's crap. And that's always been like that. Um, that's not just since COVID. That's just the way it's been and it's just before covid it wasn't such a thing like and they weren't such small quantities that came in anyway it's super annoying washington power sports is the same way it's really annoying um um <laughs> brady Metter is now still talking about music <laughs> there's a good reason to like zach <laughs> um so yeah it, the that drives me nuts because i'll miss um I'll miss things that, uh, you know, I'm, customers are waiting for, they've paid for, uh, all that stuff. And, you know, I the rep comes in, I'm like, dude, when's that ever going to be off back, off back order? And he's like, oh, well, they were off back order for a while. I'm like, well, where's mine? And uh, they explained it to me. I'm like, dude, I'm in the line. That should just be like a, that's a computer problem too. It's not like a human problem. It's just fix the computer system. Um, so... <laughs> You guys are hilarious talking about cake. Uh, 
They are an awesome band, though. Uh, <laughs> you guys are hilarious. Uh, what other questions do you guys have? Oh, Thursday night ride. I am riding tonight. Darn it. I haven't ridden in so many Thursday nights. Um, my kid had a ton of football games, and then he had a choir concert. <laughs> and then uh, last weekend it was dumping rain. Tonight I'm riding. Uh, going to get the helmet lights and headlight back on the 300. And going to go ride, and it's going to be awesome. The uh, Going to go out to Dry Creek. So if anybody wants to meet me at Dry Creek, it's going to be awesome. Uh, no pro asks anyone riding this weekend. I am. I don't know where or when or how or what, but I'm gonna get. I gotta get my kids out um, to hammer down for a little bit so that we can be ready for the gold rush. Um, Mike Klinger, Morgan, and Brady, do you have any thoughts about Crafts Plush Tank? I was going to order some, but out of stock and don't know when they're getting more. Um, <laughs> Sasquatch is hilarious. You just wanted you just answered my question probably exactly why they do not bother with back orders. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, my local dealer has issues getting OEM parts, says they're on back order, not available. I check Army ATV and they have 10 in stock. I'm sure they have a massive warehouse. Uh so KO. Um, that's actually that bearing that I'm waiting for. RMATV says that they have 10 plus in stock. I would order one from them, except for I get a way better discount on the ones through my uh, dealer. So I'm, and, and the bike hasn't blown up and I have another bike, so it's not super critical. Um, but um, yeah, Rocky Mountain has A, giant warehouse, and B, they have a dealer network um, that they can pull from too. So it's, yeah, it's a little bit different situation. Roger heard what's happening because I actually, that's funny you said that. I just checked on that. So, and yeah, anyway. Uh, so, Brady, matter, I don't know what um, the craft, I'm guessing it's craft plush tank. I don't know what that is, honestly. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Diehart coming in clutch with the best comment so far. Sup, bruh, like my baby mom, I'm in high school, I'm late. <laughs> You're freaking killing me, dude. I love you so much, Jimmy Diehart. Um, Brady, what do you think about that? Um, the, uh, um, yeah, Kreft, I figured it was Kreft. I don't know what that plush tank is. Uh, my guess is, it's a, is it the Mike Clinger? Let me guess. It's the little tanks that go on the forks that add more air, like to the, the air part of your fork. Um, uh, let me know. Um, yeah, let me know if that's what you're talking about. I, cause if that's what it is, <clears throat> I've tried those before and I don't think they're that big a deal. Oh, Roger Heard heading to Texas to see your son, Thomas. That's awesome. Um, yes for AER forks. So, uh, Mike, what, how much do they cost? Sorry, this is kind of slow back and forth, but let me know how much they cost. Because I had those moose, I <clears throat> uh, used to make it, they would have a set of handlebars that had like um, lines that went to your uh, forks and then up to the bars and the bars were sealing in. So that was like an extra tank of air. Uh, I put them on my bike. I couldn't tell any difference. Uh, $300 seems a little crazy because um, <clears throat> you're... It's only going to add air to that outside chamber, you know, add a volume of air to the outside chamber. And 
like you can do that by just lowering the oil level. Now there's not a lot of oil in the AER forks on the outside of 220 cc. So that's not a ton. So you don't want to like take much out because <clears throat> it's there for lubrication. Anyway, whatever. Um, so I wouldn't want to go less than 220, but um, to add air, I mean, that's the old school trick, right? You just less oil makes it more plush. Uh, it's basically less spring. So I, to me, $300, no way. Um, but that's just me. And I mean, Brady agrees. I wouldn't do it. Max below. Essentially just old fashioned sub tanks. Thank you. Um, but it's for inside chamber. Morgan, so bigger. Oh, it's for the inside chamber. Okay. Um, so... And Mike Klinger has a switch to go soft to firm. So what that switch is, is just closing that line. That's just closing the line off. So it takes away that extra thing. Um, so it's an inside chamber. Huh. I don't know. I still... So... Um, uh, here's my official <laughs> suggestion. Get rid of those AER forks and put some spring forks on that bike. Because... I don't think there's anything you can do to fix it personally. Um, because, and uh, Biker Sasquatch says, send your kit to Brady. I had Brady uh, set up my air forks and they were a lot, lot, lot better than stock, but they still sucked compared to the Explorer forks that he built for me. And so he built me another set of Explorer forks. That's what's on my 300 and my 125 now, and they are brilliant. Um, so, yeah. Uh, um,. Um, <laughs> Chris Cooley corrupted by ARs, and now I ride with reckless abandon. Feel like I'm riding on air, and that's probably why I have a torn <laughs> ACL. Uh, the um, you guys are hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I, I like <clears throat> the AER forks. I feel like the ones I have set up by Brady and TBT are as good as any ones I've ever ridden, and they're definitely rideable. And they're, they're actually good at, like, fast. Like, if you're going fast out in the desert, um, they're they're arguably better than my spring forks because uh, they don't bottom, really, and they just, they are really good at that. But in the rocks and the chop, mm, not a fan. Like, they just, yeah, they just are not as good. And, I, I mean, again, they're so much better than stock, but when I put the spring forks on, it was, like, a completely different level. Um, shame nap. I need one of them switches. I like it. Uh, there we go. Yeah, Garrett Anderson. After Brady did my um, AER forks, they're almost as good as my stock KYP forks. There you go. Um, <laughs> Brady better send them to Morgan. He's buying all my suspension stuff. That's not happening. Um, uh, Biker Sasquatch, did you beef up your spring rate on the new forks to accommodate the saw rig? No, because I kept the AER forks. Uh, so probably when the springtime comes and we go back to sawing, I will put the air forks back on to run the saw because it is way better for that. So I, yeah, I just kept those forks. Brady and I did some trading on some other stuff. So uh, I now have lots of forks. <laughs> Which is awesome, but uh, also not everybody has that option. But um, there's not a lot of call for AER forks. Like it's hard to sell those things. <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot of people want them. Um, <clears throat> so I kept them. I actually just rebuilt them. I uh, got them all dialed in, so they're ready to go. 
and yeah, the springtime comes, I'll put those back on the 300 and be good to go. Um, guys, it's 8.02. I actually got a boogie today. Lots going on. I love you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking around to the end. Punk Rock Club, I love you guys. You guys are the best. Um, uh, Jimmy Nyhart, my tw mine are 21s. And while I say they are pretty good, they're still not. They're just not as good. They're just not as good. Um, <clears throat> Kevin O'Loughlin, hey, what's the 411 on the new rigid light Brady got? The 411, Kevin, is that that thing is bad to the bone. Um, I haven't um, uh, done it yet, but uh, I haven't ridden with one. But I'm actually in some talks with rigid and my WPS guy to see if I can't get one to test. So we'll go. Anyway, I do got a boogie. Um, but Kevin, I will let you know, you should talk to Brady. He hasn't ridden with his cause he doesn't ride dirt bikes, but, um, I think that thing's really, really cool. So I love you guys. Punk rock club. You rad. Thank you guys for sticking around. Thank you guys for listening to me babble on about dirt bikes. Um, it gives me great joy to spend the mornings with you guys. Um, yeah, I hope you get out and spread the gospel of two wheels. And you know what I'm going to say? I desperately hope that what we're doing at Highland Cycles is inspiring you guys to work on, but mainly get out and ride your dirt bikes. Hey, thanks guys for joining us on the podcast. I super duper appreciate you being here. Please make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us here on the podcast and tell a friend. If you're having fun, you really get uh, value from these Tell a friend, um, have them subscribe. It really helps us out. We're trying to grow this thing and spread the gospel of two wheels all around the world. I love you guys. Have a great day.